Welcome to the Sports Marketing Huddle, a podcast that takes a look at all things marketing in the world of sports. I'm your host, Rob Cressy, founder of Bacon Sports, and joining me live from the bold worldwide offices in New York, my man, Brian Cristiano. Yo, dude, we're doing the Sports Marketing Huddle in New York this time together. In the new offices, the new podcast studio. Absolutely love this setup, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to have you in, man, and recording the studio. This is cool. Yeah. So what we're going to talk about today is how to make money in Q4. And the origin of this is one of my goals on, on the podcast previously, you said, hey, set 90 day goals for yourself. And one of my 90 day goals coming up is I'm going to increase the revenue in Q4. But one of the things that has been uh, in the back of my mind throughout my entire career is it's more difficult to make money in Q4 than any other month as an agency services provider per se, because people are on vacation, budgets are spent, people don't respond back. There's a myriad of excuses for why you can't make as much money in Q4 as every other month. But on this podcast, we're going to debunk that myth and talk about how you can make Q4 the best quarter of your entire year. Make Q4 number one, dude. It's uh, it's such it's such a BS uh thing. It's not even true. I used to believe it though. I used to until uh until I had some uh, many years of being on the other side of that and making Q4 really great. Well, when it comes from personal experience, because I think many of us have experienced it when we've got proposals out all year and then they just end up not coming through because you know what. Uh, this person is just not in the office to be able to approve it or insert whatever you want. And after you experience that year after year, uh, it starts to just become, I don't know, sort of a malaise. And a lot of it may actually be the business world as a whole. People are going on vacation. Like Q4 is when a lot of people travel. It's cold in a lot of the places. So the built-in excuses for why others aren't productive. And I think maybe that's where a lot of this comes from is you can be hustling all that you want, but it takes two to tango. So when others aren't holding up their end of the bargain and don't have the standards that we have, that's where I believe the challenge can come. So what is one tip that you have for how you've made Q4 successful. CapEx budgets. Let me, let me explain that. CapEx budgets. So <clears throat> capital expenditure budgets for most large corporations, most large businesses, um, they have budgets for different departments, different executions, marketing, et cetera, et cetera. And typically, which is just really stupid, but typically if they don't, when, when they get to the next year, so you get, let's say it's, it's their year is January to the end of December, right? A normal calendar year. They have making up numbers. They've got a million dollars that they have to spend on content, for example. Okay, great. If they, when they get to Q1 and they're reviewing last year's budget and they say, okay, you had a million bucks. How much did it, did it cost you to do this? If their answer is, oh, we only spent $800,000, the financing side of a big business like that typically goes, oh, great. Well, then clearly you don't need a million dollars. We're going to save 200 grand. Here's your $800,000 budget. No one wants to lose their budget. So bigger companies, bigger businesses um, always make sure that they spend their budgets entirely so that next year they get the full budget. Do you know how many companies get into 
you know, October, November, December to go, oh my God, we still have, we still have budget left. We need to do this, this, this. Uh, we didn't plan or we underestimated or, you know, that we're going to run out of this budget and that thing we wanted to do in January or that special project. Uh, let's do it now as fast as we can because otherwise we're going to lose this budget. We're not going to be able to do it. There are more opportunities like that than you can ever imagine. And some of over the last, you know, 16 years of, of running two businesses, some of my biggest, now biggest clients and some of the biggest opportunities that came my way were like total crunch time, like middle of December. Like, can you do this project that's really a month's worth of work before the end of the year? And we're like, yep, sure, great. And uh, it's it's incredible. So most people are, are not focusing in on that and making sure that or most businesses aren't focusing in on that opportunity. And I think the biggest win there is being really nimble, really flexible, and really fast because that's what they need. So let's talk about finding those opportunities because they're just not standing there on the side of the road being like, we got budget to spend, which how have you found the companies? And obviously I think there's an element of this is, which is rhetorical a lot of times, but what has been your process for this? Knowing that uh, from a sales side, we're all about building up our pipeline. So it's like what you do today is going to help you in February and in March because oftentimes campaigns aren't landed in one month. Sure, it can happen. Does it often? No, it can take years to land campaigns. So if we're talking about just Q4, we're looking at three months ahead right now. So what has been your strategy or thought process from the prospecting side of things to help better uh, identify those opportunities? So I think there's a couple of things here in my experience. One is the likelihood of you cold calling somebody or, or or reaching out for the first time in December or November and and touching base with them and them going, oh my gosh, I don't know who you are, but yes, we have this money that we need to spend before the end of the year, let's do business together, is highly unlikely. Not impossible, but unlikely. So what I think is important is to remember all the people that you did business with, didn't do business with, pitched, lost, won, uh, got punted, uh, contacts that you have that you've touched base with over the last year or two, you should just be following up with them and touching base with them now, Q4, right before Q4, in Q4, and not necessarily trying to sell them something directly, but just touch base with them because all it takes and all it is is just being in the right place at the right time. And all that needs to happen is you send, you, you, you make that one phone call, you send that one letter, you make that one email, and all of a sudden they're like, oh my gosh, it's so crazy that you just reached out to me right now. We were just talking about we need X. And I remember we were talking about that 17 months ago. <laughs> Let's, can you jump on a quick call here? That's how it happens. And then the other is just, you know, I, I think from my perspective, and this goes way back, I have an interesting, uh, a, little, a little story, I'll share a piece of it, is... From the early days, even when I before Bold, when I when I ran my production company, I always made sure that we were very nimble, very scrappy, very fast, faster than everybody, because that's something that we can compete on that most bigger companies couldn't and still can't. And so I was always 2040p Bold. My both my companies were always recognized as these guys will just figure out a way to get it done and they'll do it fast. And so when someone else, like I'd usually get it through like a referral of a referral where somebody's saying, man, we need somebody that can knock this video out in two weeks and it's really two months worth of work. And they're like, do you know anybody? And then somebody says, oh yeah, we worked with Bold this one time, Could give them a call. And so that's it too. It's like, you know, what, what reputation are you creating in the long term? Because those kind of opportunities pop up based on your reputation. The other is being in the right place at the right time. So you got, you, you got to put yourself in the place, you know? So one thing I want to address is the 
I'm just checking in or just following up or just touching base email or touch point. Throw it away. Good. So help give us a little insight into this because this is something I see on LinkedIn all the time in terms of people trying to avoid others doing this. So what is your recommendation for how to add value and or intrigue to that touch point without just saying, Hey, Brian, it's Rob. Haven't talked to you in a while. Just want to touch base. That That's not going to land us where we want, correct? Correct. Dude, nobody cares about that. I have. So what is, what is your thought process? Take us into your mind of being like, this is what I would do or this is what I would want to see. Rob, what's going on, man? I know we haven't touched base in a long time. I saw that you just uh, wrote that article on LinkedIn and it was awesome. Really hit home. I, I love how you pointed out that Q4 sales stuff. Uh, just want to congratulate you, man. Hope all is well. Hope you have a great uh, rest of the year and uh, maybe we can grab a coffee uh, You know, in the new year when things calm down. Boom. And then, so there's, there's no real... Um sense of a pitch it's I'm not selling anything i'm just i'm just getting back in front of you and 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 look and i think the thing is though is it is is the more honest that is the more if i really like actually read your thing and actually cared the more that comes across i mean sure can you just you know breeze through somebody's social media and kind of like half you know half half asset yeah you can but these opportunities come from a little bit of depth and so it's I'm not selling you anything, Rob. I'm just trying to make sure that you're like, oh yeah, Brian, I've, I, I forgot about this guy because we all think that, oh yeah, I've contacted, uh, I've contacted Rob because I, I want to do business with him. I've contacted him 14 times this year. He's tired of hearing me, and you think that, or I think that, and so I'm like, well, all right. He 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 knows he knows that I'm here. He knows what I'm working on. He knows I want to do business with him. Dude, on the reality, Rob's freaking busy. Rob's got 17 other things he's doing. He's reporting to a board of directors. He didn't see your last six emails or he saw them. And he didn't even have a chance to open them or respond to them. Uh, he's busy. I was asking for you know his time. He didn't have it, so he ignored me. But now I send him the like, hey, man, hope you had you know great you know job on XYZ and, and, and maybe we can grab a coffee or something and catch up in the new year. And he's like, oh, man, I appreciate that. That's really cool. You know what? I know I haven't responded in a while, but uh, but thanks for that. Yeah, let, let's let's get something on the calendar for January. Or oh my gosh, actually, you got some time because I got this uh, I got this thing we're trying to work on, and maybe you can help us with it. Like that's it. Like that's all you're trying to do. And so if you can do it in a way that's you're not trying to sell anything, and the, and you have to come from a place of like I'm actually not trying to sell you. It's just I'm trying to touch base with you so you remember me. And hey, if I can, and I really do. I mean you well. Like hey, great. And I would like to grab coffee with you. And I saw that thing that you did, or or you won that account, or I saw that video you made and it was funny or awesome. Uh, so kudos. People are like, oh, that's great. That's super cool. That's it. Like the whole sales game is like people make it like it's so much more complicated. It's that's all it really is. So I believe the challenge for me, and I'm sure many others who have had long sales careers, is that it has been ingrained into our brains that this is a numbers game. I grew up in the pounding the pavement, the dials, the emails, and what that devalues is the relationship, but it promotes the volume, and we do know that volume is an element of this, but it fails to add context to what is in the message of the volume that is in there. And I love, I love what you said with that because I don't ever want to sell someone. And I think that's a challenge that I'm always dealing with because I want to work with like-minded people and companies doing great things where we can genuinely help them with what they're doing. Like I don't want to have to sell you. I want someone to 
look forward to working with us because we're going to help them accomplish their goals. They enjoy working with us or Bold Worldwide because they know the level of excellence that we're going to deliver. But when you put that in the context of Q4, you can feel a little bit more squeezed and it can be a little bit harder. But essentially what I'm hearing you say is that your fundamentals should not be changing at all in Q4 than it does the rest of the year. No, and that's the funny part because you should just be doing that all year. Q4 gives you an opportunity because there's so many interesting touch points. Like, oh, hey, we're doing a holiday party. We'd love to invite you. Or, oh, hey, you know, uh, let's, you know, good luck in the new year. Or, hey, like, I know you celebrate this. Uh, congratulations or enjoy. Happy holidays, whatever your thing is. There's so many excuses to touch base that are not a hard sell. That's just like touching base as a person, as a human, end of story. And so th- there's so many reasons to do it. And yeah, it's not trying to jam a sale down somebody's throat. I will say this. I'm going to contradict a lot of things right now. One is it is about the numbers. Um, my boy, Bradley, I'll steal this from him. The, the more hands you shake, the more money you make. But he doesn't say the more cold calls you make, the more money you, you, you make, right? It's, it's, it is about creating human connection and more people know you and know and are aware of you and know what you do uh, and know how you can help them, impact them and get them to where they want to go, the more likely you're going to have business and sell stuff. So it is a numbers game. I think the problem is that there is this old school sales mentality of, all right, I got to get somebody on the phone and in two minutes, I've got to give them my pitch. Dude, nobody wants that anymore. It's garbage. It doesn't work. And so it's just like connect, create a human connection. But here's the other flip side of that. You know what you said? Like, hey, I don't want to sell anybody. Dude, you, you have to sell people. The thing is, is it's what are, what are the things that you're doing during what life cycle of the conversation and the connection? So it's, okay, you right now in this example of Q4, you want to make sure you're touching base with everybody and you're not selling them anything. You're just trying to get back to, you know, the top of their heads and you are genuinely wishing them well or, you know, whatever. You're sending them something, whatever your thing is, like make it true to you and to them. Uh, but you're just getting back in front of them, reminding them that you exist. Then if they're like, oh, Rob, give me a call. We might have this thing and you get on the phone with them and they're like, hey, we, we might have this project. Here's where the, the, the I don't want to sell thing falls apart. Because now you got to sell because now you're, they're like, hey, you know, we have this project and we need you to do two months worth of work in two weeks. Can you do it? You're not like, then you're like, you got to go in for the jugular. Now it's a sale. Now I'm like, I have this thing and I can do it and we need to do it and let's move it forward because I'm going to help you accomplish this goal. Now I'm selling you because you're asking to be sold. The problem is people are trying to sell people that don't want to be sold or aren't ready to be sold or don't have anything to buy. That's the problem. And so it's like you're just staying in awareness of the people that could be potential, you know, clients, potential uh, sales, potential prospects. And then when they're ready to buy and they have something that they need that you do, you have to sell because too many people make the mistake. And I've made it in my, you know, I've made it before in the past of where you do, you try to say too soft on the sale. You're like, well, I don't want to try to close somebody. You, you need to close somebody because if you're just like, Hey, let's look at, uh, <laughs> let's look at all the cool videos we've done. They're like, that's awesome. At some point you'd be like, these are awesome. And like, you need to do this because it's going to help you accomplish that thing we talked about. You got to, cl- you know what I mean? It's, so it's just the context of like, where are you in the conversation? So if, if we're going to wrap a bow on this, it is the non-hard sell first touch point. So it's not a lack of me not wanting to sell because I'm with you, but it's not. And this is exactly why I actually started Bacon Sports because a lot of sports marketing was buy our product. And we're like, whoa, not interested in that. How about you just talk to me and have that conversation? So 
really it's the same way that you would want to be treated by any other brand marketing to you. That's the way that you should be treating others. But be cognizant that you do still want to uh, sell your services and provide value because we're not just doing this just to check in. Sure. And and the thing is, is it's, you know, I wouldn't even like categorize like the first touch point. It's like your whole job is as, as a business person, as a marketer, as a salesperson is to stay top of mind for the thing that you do. So that way, when that person is in need of it, or uh, you can help them accomplish something with what you do, you can then have a real business conversation, a real sales conversation about how you actually help them accomplish what they need through your product, your service. And so it's maybe it's not a first touch point, maybe it's a 15th touch point. Maybe it's, you know, dude, that's why I do free content. That's why this exists, right? Because um, putting out value, staying in front of people's minds, like I'm not, we're not asking anybody to sell stuff, but uh, to buy anything. But at the end of the day, it's like, oh yeah, right. right. Oh, bold, we're wide. Oh, bacon sports. Oh, this, this, this. And then, you get the call or the email or the response or whatever it is. And then it's, Oh, can I actually help you do what you need? And then are we a good fit? And if it's yes, dude, now I'm just going to sell you. And it's not like a, let me be slick and try to not like, it's just obvious. Like you need a thing. I've got a thing and I can help you. I am selling you. And we know that you're, I'm, we're selling each other because we both need to accomplish something and I'm selling you something in exchange for, you know, like it's so, it's so everybody tries to like tiptoe around sales as if it's this thing of first touch point is light and you don't do this. No, dude, you're just creating awareness and creating relationships and you're getting to know people and they're getting to know you. And at some point, if there's an opportunity for you to help them, then you sell them. And if there's not, that's cool. You just keep staying in touch with them. If you like them, you know, like that's it. It's as simple as it is. So Brian, let's get to the action item for the listener. What do you got? Who? Um, that's a good one. With uh, Q4 in mind, let's see an action item for Q4. I, yeah, I, I would say put together the list of the top 100 people that you want to do business with. Um, uh, whether you've touch base with them, you haven't. They're you know you you haven't followed up with them, you have. It doesn't matter. And reach out to them in some way, shape, or form that's unique to you. That isn't asking for a sale but something where they'd be like, oh, that's really nice of that person. That's really nice of Brian. That's very cool. That's it. That's it. And with no expectation of getting anything back, like zero expectation of, okay, if I do this 100, I'll get 10% that'll turn a business. No, zero expectation. I'm going to do this 100 times. And I'm going to get zero business out of it. Do that for Q4. Bonus points. Do that as a video message. Yeah. See what happens. Brian, where can everybody connect with you? Oh, man. At Bold CEO. Basically everywhere. And uh, thanks for being in the studio, man. This is cool. Thanks for having me. I love this. And as always, if you enjoyed this episode, it made you think or make you take action, hit me up on Instagram at Rob underscore Cressy. And if you want some content creation, marketing, and personal development tips straight to your inbox, sign up for my newsletter at BaconSports.com.